Hi, this is Ann Cavera with another episode of Speeding Past 80. And today's topic is, what do you do when you're overwhelmed? Which seems really appropriate right now. And I'm here with Betty Boswell. She's my writing partner, but she's also written some wonderful books lately that have just been published. I should say she's my critique partner because uh, I don't think I've sent anything away that she hasn't looked at and given me some good ideas. But uh, Betty has three books out now. First is Lucy and Thunder, and it's a picture book, and the first one that she has illustrated herself. And then Dottie's Dream Horse takes place during the Second World War. And then Hoping for Treasure is the third book in her trilogy. It's a sequel to On Cue, and many of you may have read On Cue. Welcome, Betty. I'm so glad to have you here, and I hope these few minutes are moments of quiet and peace which I desperately need. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, Anne. I really appreciate you having me back. I enjoyed our interview several months ago, and this is a real pleasure. You, Like you said about your works, I appreciate you being a critique partner to me and has been a great help in looking at everything that I have written and had published. It really helps to work with someone else. You get to know a partner, and uh, they understand how you write and how you think, and they're able to offer good ideas. So if you're a writer and you're writing by yourself, I would encourage you to find someone that you can write with. I met Betty at an event for writers for our local Ohio North... S-C-B-W-I. <laughs> yes, Society of Children's Writers. Book. Writers and illustrators. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, we met, found out we lived a few blocks from each other. That was about five years ago. And we have been meeting about once a month ever since. Mm -hmm. um, but Betty, I'd like to know what your process is for being able to not only write, but you're a pastor's wife. I know you help with your grandkids. You're retired now, so I think maybe that makes it a little easier. Mm-hmm. But writing isn't the only thing you do. No, I think uh, when you write, uh, it can become a passion, an obsession almost, but you do have to think about uh, real life, and sometimes real life gets in the way. Sometimes you just have to say to yourself, what's the priority? What would God want me to be doing right now with this child who's upset, or this husband who needs me to go do this, or making time for the writing. And I think you do have to make time for everything. And you have to set boundaries. You have to say, this is my hour to write. But I know that this morning I'm going to be working with my grandkids. So everything else doesn't matter. Family is important at that time. Or if my church has something going on, that becomes a priority for that hour. But it's a balance. You have to decide what's the priority. I think that's important. You see, that's where I get in trouble. Because I look at these things I'm responsible for. Um, my husband, Jim, needs a good bit of care right now. I want to write. I feel like my time on this earth is probably limited. And the house, well, housework has kind of always been at the bottom of the list, but mm, even I have. For me, too. Yeah. <laughs> housework. I, I'm friends with the dust bunnies. Yes. 
<laughs> Thank goodness for the grandson that's mopping the kitchen floor right now. Mm-hmm. But um, there are all kinds of things that I feel like are equal priorities. I have trouble choosing the one that really needs the attention. They all need attention. And then I try to do all of them, and I just end up, oh, sometime after supper, exhausted. And there are three things maybe I plan to do after supper, but I'm exhausted, and I just sit there overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. That's a that's a big word. And last night, um, I'm part of a new group called ACFW Kidlet uh, Chapter which is a brand new thing. ACFW is American Christian Fiction Writers, and they have always focused on the novels for adults, but recently they've decided to open up for the children. Mm -hmm. And our speaker last night was talking about how important it is to have your list of things to do, and it's important maybe to add rest as one of those Mm -hmm. things that you have to do every day. You have to say, you know, at some point, I've got to sit back, take that 10-minute nap or that half-hour nap, and just refresh or go around the block for a walk and refresh. And once you're refreshed, then you can think clear and organize what you have to do. (laughs) Well, see, I just, uh, I end up with everything it feels like life is like a big ball of string full of knots. Mm. And I have trouble untying the, the center knot mm-hmm. and making sense of it. I do have, we do have something that Jim and I have done for many years. After breakfast, we pray. And we pray together. And Jim is no longer able to read, so I read the prayers for that day. Mm-hmm. And he listens. But I find that if I take that time... And I do. We still take it. I feel like the day falls in place better. And I think maybe this is the bane of anybody who has a creative brain. You have far more ideas oh, than you definitely. can possibly get done. Definitely. I, I Someone was like, oh, how do you... I've had a lot of books published recently. And they're like, how do you have the time to write them? It's because I've had these ideas for years and they've been in the works for years and I'm to the point now that I have several manuscripts that just need a little editing with a critique partner, and then they're ready to go. I think as a writer, you can easily say, oh, this is so much, I can't get it done. You have to realize it takes time. It takes years sometimes. And you can use that overwhelmed feeling to add drama to your books that you're writing, I know with Hoping for Treasure, the one that's coming out July 1st, uh, this weekend, it's this woman in it is Jenny. She's been in all three books. This one, she's a newlywed, and she is just totally overwhelmed when things start to go wrong. They're happily married, but then there's a miscarriage, and then there's her job is threatened, his job is under pressure, life is just really overwhelming them. And when you're writing a story about something like that, you can take those feelings that you're getting in yourself, or everything is going wrong, and you can use that to write about your character. Jenny has been always a nice, sweet, kind person. 
she has a blow up in this book. She has Good. just had it. The anxiety, <laughs> the overwhelming has just pushed her to her breaking point. You know, that brings to mind a couple of things. First of all, all three of these books, Lucy and Thunder, uh, the main character is overwhelmed and uncomfortable with Thunder. Mm-hmm. And I think the pictures and uh, the text really do uh, show kids a path out of that. Mm-hmm. And then Dottie's Dream Horse takes place in the middle of the Second World War. And this is a little family that's overwhelmed with so many obstacles. You can just feel for them as they try to deal with the father's injury, uh, the oldest son going off to war, the younger daughter, or the older daughter really, has to... Uh, yeah, she's the only daughter. She's yes. the only daughter, yeah. Mm-hmm. She has to deal with, well, I won't say what it is, but something that she's not comfortable with, mm-hmm. and she has to overcome her fear. She wants a horse, but what she has to deal with is something different than a horse. Oh, certainly. <laughs> so <laughs> I think being overwhelmed is just a fact of the human existence. Mm-hmm. It just... Uh, and I think you mentioned starting the day with prayer. Prayer was the answer for Lucy. It's the answer for Jenny. It's the answer for Dottie. Um, Dottie's involves a little more than forgive, more of forgiveness. But prayer is an important part. And if you don't have that in your life, it can be oh, things that you can handle with prayer. If you don't have that option. Mm-hmm it can be devastatingly overwhelming. I think there's a loneliness if you try to do it all yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think just that loneliness uh, can add to the burden of being overwhelmed. You know, you talk about the blow-up for Jenny in in, uh, Hoping for Treasure. And I think that brings to mind, you know, how do people deal with being overwhelmed? And sometimes, you know, it is a blow-up. You just kind of say, I can't do this anymore. I've had it. You know, if this doesn't change and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's more of a deer caught in the headlights. You know, here it comes. I can't do anything about it. Can't move a muscle. It's just going to (laughs) happen. So I think we deal with being overwhelmed in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I think prayer does make a difference for me because then I know that I'm not in this alone that I don't have to bear it all myself, mm-hmm. and I can let go. And then once you're able to let go, you can say, well, this morning I will do the laundry, mm-hmm. and then I'll write. Or I'll write, and then I'll do the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> I let the grandchilds do the laundry. <laughs> oh, thank God for grandchildren and children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I want to mention uh, Elk Lake. Now, Elk Lake has has published Dottie's Dream Horse. Yes, Elk Lake did Dottie's Dream Horse, which is... um, It's a chapter book. It's a chapter book, which means uh, it's... uh, Anyone can read it that's elementary school aged, but uh, the wording in it is second grade up. So if a child is an older, upper elementary, but has trouble reading... They can easily read this, but chapter books are that way. There's there are about ten thousand words, about ten chapters of a thousand each, and they still have a few drawings in them. And you did the drawings for Dottie's Dream Horse. I did too. the drawings for Dottie's Dream Horse. They're just ink, black ink drawings. So. Well, the thing I love about chapter books, I love them as a teacher. 
because I taught social studies, and you're right, you can give a chapter book about a time period or a person to a reader that's struggling, and not only are you lifting their reading skills, you're drawing them into the topic and helping mm -hmm. them to understand it in a way that they can manage and put into words. Mm -hmm. So I think any teacher who has grades two through upper grades needs chapter books in the room. And these can be switched out according to topics too, you know. Yes, and as a, as a former teacher and a chapter book author, a picture book author, I was asked about back matter, and so I do have some activities and some questions in the back that a teacher could use oh, or a parent good. could use if they're homeschooling. That's good. And uh, Hoping for Treasure and Lucy and Thunder are both, uh, they're published by Mount Zion Ridge. Yes, Mount Zion Ridge. And uh, Mount Zion also published the other two books in the trilogy, mm -hmm. and uh, they've done a wonderful job. I love your covers, and uh, I love the books. Yeah. And that's the advantage of going with a small press. They take care of the covers. They take care of the editing that Ann and I haven't taken care of already. <laughs> and if you're a new writer and somebody says, I'll publish your book for $1,000, don't believe them. Don't invest anything. You, you have to, if you're not going to be a full-time self-publisher, you don't want to give money to anybody. You, you either do it full-time yourself or you find a small press like Elk Lake or Mount Zion Ridge. And they have done a really nice job with the books. Lucy and Thunder was their first children's picture book. Okay. And it's all about a little bear-like or mouse-like creature named Lucy who's very afraid of thunder. Uh, but she learns to overcome and use her talents to deal with her fear of thunder. Yes, and I love the cover on Elk Lake's Dottie's Dream Horse. Mm -hmm. That uh, oh, yeah. is very realistic, but it captures her mm -hmm. feeling. Yes. And I think uh, yeah, the, these are wonderful. The editors there are great, too. And uh, the, this particular editor that I had also has a love for equines. I will put it that way. <laughs> okay. Well, we could, we could say mule. Yes, we? yes. We Dottie's dream horse involves her dealing with the family mule who, who yeah. helps with the farm chores. So, Well, I think anyone who maybe grew up on a farm 30 or 40 years ago will understand that mules can be interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. And my dad told me a lot of stories about his mule, and that's where I got a lot of the inspiration and some of the incidents like falling into a creek from a mule's back that okay. actually happened to him. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think when you write, you put yourself into what you write. I'm a little, as a child, I was a little bit afraid of thunder and with hoping for treasure, Jenny was a te is is a teacher in the book, um, and I was a teacher. I wrote a musical. She wrote a musical, and I went through a miscarriage. And I think that's an important thing that sometimes haunts women, mm -hmm. and sometimes they don't know it's haunting them. Um, but it's it's there, and it's something. I hope Jenny's experience will help clear the hearts of a lot of women who have suffered through that. I think that's an important point because there are many times when a miscarriage happens that people around you go on just like yeah. life is life, you know, and uh, 
Not much is made of it, but it can stick in a heart for a long time. And sometimes people don't even realize because it's in early pregnancy a lot of times that people have gone through it. Right. Well, uh, the other thing I wanted to say about being overwhelmed is uh, at some point I realized I was perpetually overwhelmed and I had to make peace with that. You -hmm. know, I just had to say, I can't do it all and that's okay. Yes, it is. (laughs) You know, so I think that's the way I've made peace with it. I can't do it all. A lot of things don't get done at the end of the day. And I always start out with high hopes at the beginning of every day, don't you? Oh, you have to. Yes. (laughs) And I'm going to do this, this. I've got my list. I've got them Mm -hmm. all prioritized. And then things happen. Like, uh, I don't know if I said it already. I don't think I did. Um, I was in a rush trying to make some soup. For a friend that was visiting and realized I hadn't put the pasta in it, reached up to grab the pasta, knocked over a bag of flour on me. And uh, then after that, I'm rushing to the door to see who's there. And I knock off a picture that was a craft picture made by a wonderful child. And I knock some of the decoration off of it. So, you know, those priorities kind of go out the window sometimes. And I think you just have to make peace with that. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, if I can think of one thing that I accomplished that I wanted to get done, I feel like it's been good. Yes. I once read of an interview with a man who was noted for getting a lot of stuff done. And the interviewer says, well, you must have a to-do list that's a mile long. He said, no, I only put three things on the list every day. And once those three things are done... I'm successful. So I got one thing on the list each day, and that's enough for me. There you go. And you have accomplished something, and you could feel good. Yes, and many of the days that one thing is writing, because that is a retreat for me. It takes me out of the everyday things and into a different world that I can create. Well, Betty, I look forward to reading everything you write. And I am just so happy to have you here with not one, but three books. Um, Thank you for having me on your wonderful podcast. You're an amazing lady. In fact, Jenny's going to meet a lady who does a podcast in the book. Yay! Her name is Annabelle. Mm, I wonder where I got that name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I will mention this here, Elk Lake. I'm so grateful for it. They are going to publish my book, Ride a Summer Wind. Yay! And I'm working with them now to get that done in some months in the future. And um, you'll hear more about that because I have waited a long time for this to happen. And I'm just going to, and I'm just going to tell everybody. (laughs) Yay! And you should. You've accomplished something. And she stuck with it for years, people. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, it wasn't continuous for years because uh, a lot of things were higher priorities along the way. But I really started that book long ago and put it away. Now and then I'd take it out and look at it and maybe write a chapter or two. But in 2014, we had a tragedy in the family. Our son-in-law lost his life to cancer. And I kind of looked in the mirror and I thought, you know, what do you really want to do? And I really wanted to finish that book. And so I did. But you know, you don't need to wait for tragedy to write to write or to do anything that you want to do. Just decide what's a priority and get that done and feel good about it. 
This is Ann Cavera. Thanks for listening. We'll be here next week with another episode of Speeding Past 80.